0: It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion. So glad you've chosen to join us for our Thursday episode as we are on this series, Dry Bones. We serve the God who brings dry bones back to life. We only have two episodes left in this series today and tomorrow. And that's because next week, we are going to do a week of question and answers. So I would like to ask you, if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the podcast, or a comment you'd like us to to follow up on, if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, please leave your comments, leave your questions, in this YouTube video, this Facebook video, wherever you're watching, leave your comments and questions there. Or if it's something more private, or if you're listening and you don't have a way to leave comments where you listen, email us at the 8 Devotion at gmail.com. I ask you, don't be shy. Don't just be one of the people who listens and doesn't interact. Interact! Send us your questions. Send us your comments. We would love to To answer them, and we're going to do that next week. So you still have a couple days to get your questions in. So give us your questions. Give us your comments. We will answer them as soon as we can. So we're doing a week of that next week, and you still have time to get your questions in. So dry bones, two things left I want to talk about in this series. And the one I want to speak about today is this, the revival. The revival of the dry bones. That gave the people a land. The revival gave the people a land. The dry bones were scattered in a valley. And of course, the dry bones represented the people of Israel, and they were out of their land. They were living in captivity. God had promised the Israelites it would be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, if they kept his covenant. Israel, of course, had been unfaithful. They had turned against God, and now they were living in deplorable conditions. But God promised them God promised them here in this vision that they would get their land back. Ezekiel 37, 14, And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. What does the Lord say to this great army of formerly dry bones? He says he will open their graves and they will live. And then he says, I will place you in your own land. And of course, the direct fulfillment of this prophecy it came to pass about 70 years after the Lord spoke this, when the Israelites returned to the promised land after the edict of King Cyrus. So the nation of Israel returned to the promised land. This was all in the uh, in the 500s BC. Uh, they returned after 70 years in exile and they rebuilt their temple and the promise was fulfilled. And Israel remained there in the promised land as a nation for about the next 600 plus years through the time of Christ. That's why when Jesus Jesus came to earth. Israel had a nation, they had a land, they had a temple, they had synagogues all over uh, because they remained in their own land until 70 AD, when Jerusalem was destroyed by King Titus, uh, the, the Roman or the Roman Emperor Titus general. I should say generally. Titus was the Roman general who destroyed Jerusalem. And at that point, the Jews, the Jewish people did not have a homeland. There was not an Israel on the map again for almost 1900 years until the Jewish people returned to Israel. Israel became a state again in the year 1948 during the lifetime of some of you watching or listening Uh Israel became a nation once again. So God had promised them they would return. They did return, and then in a in a further fulfillment of the promise, just uh, you know seventy some years ago, they returned to their land once again. And I still believe in a in a greater physical fulfillment of this for the people of Israel that. You know, ultimately, all Israel will be saved, and all Israel will turn to Jesus. They will receive him as their Messiah. And in the millennium, Jesus, I believe, will rule from Jerusalem, and it will be the Israeli homeland with all of God's people united. So glorious! God gave Israel a promise, and despite their unfaithfulness to him uh, as a people, of course, many there are many faithful Jews who believe Jesus and follow him, but as a nation, they rejected Jesus, and they still have not, have not turned to him as a nation. I believe they will and God is going to fully restore all of his promises to Israel. So that's the natural application of this of this promise and this prophecy. That's the direct fulfillment which already took place and will continue to take place. But I also believe there's a spiritual meaning for all of us. There's a spiritual meaning for all of us today. First, I believe that God does work and give promises regarding geographical locations. The Lord promised the people here, I will give you a land, and I believe God does often work through spiritual, uh, through, through geographical locations. He gives spiritual promises regarding geographical physical locations. So God is not bound to geography. Uh, he has spiritual promises for us that transcend geography, but yet his promises often do include geography. We see this in the scriptures. God gave Paul a promise about the city of Corinth. In Acts 18, 9 and 10, God said, Don't be afraid. No one here is going to harm you, for I have many people in this city. The Lord said, I have many people in this city. And he had told Paul, I'm going to use you in this city, this place, this geographical place location. Psalm 2, 8 and 9, the Lord says, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. The Lord, I believe, gives us promises regarding our spiritual inheritance for cities and states and nations. The Lord still does that. I believe he often gives us a land. Now, this does not mean we rule as natural kings and have to establish a theocracy. Everyone must uh, follow God, God's laws and we enforce it through punishment, physical punishment. No, that's not the gospel. That's not New Testament. It doesn't mean we rule from the top over society, but it does mean that if God calls you to a city we serve our city. We love our city. We rule spiritually. We have spiritual power and authority over principalities and powers. We reign as kings with spiritual power and authority. We serve as priests. We serve the people. We love our city, God can give us the land. You know, for myself, God has promised, given me a vision and a promise for Mount Clemens, the city that our church is in. And we believe God is going to use us to be one of the churches that brings revival and transformation to our city and the areas around it. God had given me a vision for India, for the Philippines, for Singapore, for the continent of Africa, every place I've ever ministered to for an extended time, God spoke to me about in one way or another usually not in every case but in the case of india the philippines in the case of africa god spoke to me before i went there and said you know i have a plan for you here i have an inheritance for you and i followed where god has spoken and i just want to encourage you you know if you're called to ministry ask god Lord, where's my place? What is the place you have for me? Because I believe God gives us a land. You know, our church in Singapore, the church that I was a part of for many years, God has given our senior pastor such a vision, and uh, Pastor Young Tuck Jung, and we have seen the whole area where our church is transformed. At one point, it was one of the seediest parts of Singapore. Now it's one of the cleanest, most family-friendly parts, and the impetus was God putting our church right in the center of that one seedy area. God transformed the whole area around us, God can do that in your city as well. God can do that in your nation as well. Say, Lord, give me a land. Not that the land is what's ultimately important. It's the spiritual promise of God. But God works through lands. He works through people. He works through places. Praise God. The Lord gives us a land. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to The 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the 8 Devotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.